Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome into The Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast in the world, part of the Inside Carolina Podcast Network, and brought to you by our good friends at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com, the best and most local place for all your UNC apparel and gear needs go to johnny t-shirt.com or johnny t-shirt on franklin street i'm your host ross martin and as always on the scoop i'm joined by don donnie scoops callahan what's going on don i am here to bring the energy as i've been accused of not doing so in the past apparently uh even though we record on wednesday nine o'clock in the morning and uh, just not all that enthusiastic that time of day normally. But today, the Flyers play game two of round two at three o'clock against the Islanders, needing a win. And they play tomorrow. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, they play tomorrow at seven or eight. I can't remember which time. Is this second round of the playoffs? Second round of the playoffs. And the so next I- round will be semis? Yes. Or like uh, Sem- conf- conference, ch- conference championship? Cool, conference championship. Semis, okay. conference championship. So, so, yeah, so I am going to bring the energy because I'm going to need it for 3 o'clock today. What All is right. going on in Ross's world? Man, not much, man. Just kind of working. And uh, I was in Charlotte this weekend to see some friends socially distanced. Went tubing on Sunday and yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, we're full steam ahead for this football season. We got football's back on the team took a break for four days to get reset and figure out some stuff, I guess, with testing and Corona. And I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I did want to ask you about that. I know that, um, I guess it's because I'm so stuck on all these other things going on with recruiting and everything. I mean, I see the headlines and everything, but I just got a bunch of like uh, worried text messages and phone calls over the weekend. What's uh, your take on how this, and then you have what's going on with NC state. Uh, There was a report yesterday saying that they might delay their season. What, um, what's your feel? You're around this a lot more than me. Yeah, it's not good right now. I mean, I guess there's, there were some cases with NC state program, you know, we've heard that and, and from a UNC spokesman that there were no cases with UNC football. And it was just, I think, kind of talking to some people that maybe it was like a spring sport issue or, or just kind of a reset and, and tell everybody to take this very seriously. And maybe some other sports teams getting a little loose with, with their social distancing and, and with all the students back. So, I don't know, reset, test, make sure everything's good. But football's back. They scrimmaged um, on Tuesday, practiced today. Practice Monday, scrimmage Tuesday. I think they have practice today. We have Mac Brown today on Wednesday at 1 p.m. So we'll learn more about that during that press conference. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, states. Do you, states, do you states worry that we're getting the most honest information, not only from North Carolina, but just in general? I mean, what do you mean worried? Like, Well, I mean, I just feel like it doesn't um, – if you want – if, if you're in a position of power and you want the season to happen um, – you're not going to give out any information yeah. that you don't necessarily have. And I'm talking about like Alabama, for example, is just, if you read some of the headlines about their campus and 
and to think that they're not having some sort of problems on their football team if, if it's happening so much on their campus would, would be surprising but you don't hear anything because they're definitely in the group that wants to play yeah I mean I would hope that they wouldn't lie to us about cases on the team mm-hmm. yeah and, you would hope I mean I don't I don't know if I don't even know if that'd be smart to do from a PR standpoint because if it gets out then you're in your toast. Um, I think the students moving off campus or at least reducing the amount of students on campus and, and putting classes online is a good move, but there's still a lot of people in Chapel Hill and still a lot of people in a lot of these college towns that are yeah. still part partying and hanging out. All right, we got to get to the meat of the show here. Uh, we're going to tease. We have Gavin Blackwell coming on for an interview. That is UNC's four-star wide receiver commitment for the 2021 class. He's going to come on here shortly for an interview on us. We're going to do a wide ranging interview like we've done in the past with Elijah Green with Jefferson Boaz, uh, who else have we had on? Don? Deion Glover was a big one. Deion Glover. Have we had, had any other prospects, commitments? Uh, we had uh, Javari Ritzy a couple days after he committed. Javari Ritzy, yeah. So getting into the – now that all the 2020 commitments are enrolled, we can get into the 2021 commitments. So stay tuned for a Gavin Blackwell interview. First, I want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast. we got a bunch of good podcasts rolling now. The Backstory – with Joey Powell, um, of course, Coast to Coast as well, and, of course, On the Beat with Tommy, myself, and Greg Barnes and just a variety of different kind of interviews and, and, and great things. So subscribe to the Inside Crown Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Spotify, Apple, get it done. Give us a review and rate the podcast five stars. Okay, Don, so before we bring on Gavin, we're going to talk about a couple things. You know, it's a little bit of a slow period in recruiting, as you stated in your weekly scoop. Um, but some notes. First of all, tell us what's going on right now with UNC's 2021 class. Let's get a quick overview. because I feel like we haven't talked in two weeks. And has there anything changed? What are some developments we should know about? I mean, there's not a whole lot has changed. I mean, we're, we're kind of, um, you know, really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with certain things. But, I mean, really, UNC wants to add a tight end to this class. Bryce Nesbitt is the guy that they're focusing on. And they want to replace the, the vacancy created by Jarrett Wilson flipping back to Georgia. And their sights are set on Diego Pounds, an instater who they offered shortly after uh, uh, Wilson decommitted. And then they're also recruiting Yusuf Mugerbill, who UNC has been recruiting throughout. Um, and, and we touched on a lot of that stuff other than the Bryce Nesbitt stuff, but on the offensive line stuff in the weekly scoop. Uh, and just where things sit with um, with both Pounds and with Mugerbill. We did a story also on Mugerbill earlier in the week. Uh, check that out. Uh, so a lot of good information in the weekly scoop. So um, and, and, and it brushes over all those those topics. They take they take Pounds and Mugerbill. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Really. Yeah, just because I don't think they have the space, and there's a lot of uncertainty on what the NCAA is going to do with the scholarship numbers. You just don't know. Uh, and for those who think, oh, well, it's, it makes a whole lot of sense to do this, you know, um, the NCAA doesn't do a lot of things that make a whole lot of sense. So you have to prepare for um, kind of the worst-case scenario and kind of have to proceed as you were proceeding, and, and they weren't um, looking to take two uh, or additional one. So they have just Eli Sutton committed right now? For offensive line, correct, yes. Okay, dang. All and right. we have a story coming up on Eli Sutton. Wow. Who kind of talks about that. That would be posted likely by the time you hear this podcast. Great tease. So what's going on with this, um, this uh, scholarship stuff? Like, 
I haven't really dived into it. I've seen some questions about it on the board. I'm, I don't even know what to say about it. So they're so, going to give every player a, another year of eligibility? Yes. Regardless so, of if they play or not? So really nobody knows for, for certain what the NCAA is going to do. I was talking to a source who, is, who would know best about this actually yesterday. And from his understanding, the NCAA, and they do this a lot when, it com- when they come out with a ruling, is like an interpretation sort of Q&A that they send out to its membership schools. And the NCAA is, um, I guess, scheduled to send out one of those Q&As this week. I don't know how much of that will make it to the media or, or what, um, but it will, give you, it will give the schools a little bit better of an idea of, of what's going to happen and, and how the NCAA is going to proceed. But, and, and it could be a situation where they need some more rulings on, on certain things. It, it, we, we just have a huge mess on our hands with all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, just another thing with sports and mm-hmm. coronavirus. It's just it's dicey, dicey. I mean, they're going to have to increase the number of scholarships allowed for each team, right? Yeah, and I think what the assumption might – well, the assumption is is that the NCAA will say something along the lines of, okay, if you were going to lose this amount of guys coming out of the 2020 season, then that's the amount of guys that you can bring in that you know to kind of level things off. Okay. Um, but, you know. Who knows? Hey, good stuff. Um, all right. So, yeah, make sure you check out Don's Weekly Scoop for premium subscribers. There's a 10% uh, – sorry. Right now, there's a 50% off discount for you to subscribe to Inside Carolina. It's for a one-year membership, 50% off. So check that out on Inside Carolina. And, of course, with Giant T-Shirt, giantt-shirt.com, you can get the 10% off discount code on the Tar Pit and UNC Basketball message boards. Um, all right. So, Moogabill, um pounds we talked about yeah the qb thing was a little interesting do you want to get into that now or is that something we can talk about after yeah i mean i don't want um yeah uh i don't want to talk about it right now let's wait until after we get gavin back on okay i don't know how deep i want to get into it it's, it's pretty detailed on the weekly scoop i don't want to give away too much i want to make sure people you. are uh, reading a lot of teasing this morning okay awesome so we're going to bring in gavin here shortly when he calls in um before that i want to tease after the gavin blackwell interview we have a special segment we're going to introduce called Five Questions with Don Callahan. Um, and that is going to be me asking five random questions to Don Callahan. And I have no topic. idea. These questions be, have not been sent to me. They're going to be completely off topic. And uh, no, more, no football recruiting, no UNC recruiting. And we're going to get Don. It will create some conversation, I believe, is kind of the goal. is to get to know each other and get to know Don better. So stay tuned for that. We're going to bring, bring in Gavin next. Before that, a little tease here for... Johnny T-shirt, giantteacher.com, your place for all your UNC football and basketball and baseball and soccer needs. Get your jerseys, get your shirts at johnnytshirt.com. Great place to get your gifts. Uh, I got four sweatshirts there in the spring. I go there for my T-shirts, for my hats. They have everything. And online, their store is extensive. Uh, they pack a lot online and in their store at Johnny T-shirt right on Franklin Street. For premium subscribers, use that 10% off discount code. And they have great gifts, too, like, you know, little cups, little koozies, um, things for tailgating, things for the office, frame pictures, all that good stuff. Go to Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. We want to make sure we thank them for sponsoring us and show that support by going there and buying something for someone. we got to stimulate the economy, Don. Stimulate the economy. Stimulate. There we go. We're right back with Gavin Blackwell. Welcome back to the scoop. We want to bring on our very special guest, four-star wide receiver, 2021 UNC commitment, Gavin Blackwell. What's going on, Gavin? 
How you doing? Good, good, good. We're going to throw this over to Don and we're going to get things started. Yeah, Gavin, I really appreciate you being on here. Gavin is actually, I, I feel like I've known Gavin forever just because uh, for the longest time he was kind of like that wide receiver that Sam Howe threw to. Um, and Sam actually introduced us. I don't, do you remember that? Um, at a game, I remember. Uh, yeah, and he, he told yeah. me that, he said, this is, this is the next guy from Sun Valley I'm going to have to be uh, covering. So, um, so, yeah, so, Ross, you want to go with the, start off with the first question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, so your first, so first thing we're going to get into before we get into how your recruitment is your decision to skip your senior season. Obviously, with, um, with coronavirus and all this stuff, the, the season in, in North Carolina moved to the uh, spring. So, what went into making that decision and your decision to enroll at UNC in January? Um, really, it just how it played out. Um, I knew if the season got moved to spring or, or whatever happened, I was going to leave in January, no matter what. Um, I was just my plan from the jump. Um, things didn't plan out the way, the way, you know, I saw them to play my senior year, but I told my coach from the beginning, like if, if our, if our season got moved to the spring, I was still going to be enrolling early in January. Still was going to, um, do yep. what I, I had set out to do. So, I mean, it just worked out that way. Was that – I mean, is that tough? It's got to be challenging. I mean, like, you wait for your senior year and, and all of a sudden it's gone. I and mean, what's that like kind of from a emotional standpoint? I mean, it's, it's always, you know, tough making that kind of decision. Um, not playing your senior year uh, last year of high school with your friends and stuff like that. That was probably the most tough thing. Um, never going to play with my friends again or something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's business. So I'm trying to get to the next level. Um, and I guess I'm ready for the next chapter in my life. It sounds like you, you pretty much had the decision made. It wasn't a very difficult decision for you to make once you were kind of faced with, with what you had. Right, 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 right. It wasn't, it wasn't a hard decision at all. Uh, I mean, I, I thought a lot about it before, beforehand, but with the situation, like the situation at Chapel Hill and, and stuff like that. I'm, I want to get in early and try to compete for a job freshman year. Okay. I wanted to get into your recruitment a little bit, kind of rehash what, uh, what it was like. Most of your recruitment actually kind of played out during your sophomore and junior seasons. I mean, you had your first top five in the January before your junior season. And then um, you had a lot – well, obviously North Carolina, a lot of schools kind of felt – or a lot of people kind of felt like North Carolina was, was going to be your ultimate selection. Was it kind of – as soon as they offered, was it a foregone conclusion that you were going to end up at UNC? Not at all. Not at all. Um, when when Chapel Hill first offered me, um, I'm pretty sure Coach Fedora was still there. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, of course there were a consideration, but at that time, like, at when they offered me, it wasn't like I had my mind set on North Carolina. Um I was still just, just going through my recruitment, you know, seeing other places, uh, going on visits, just seeing what I liked. Uh, and there were some other schools that, that I liked. And, um, I mean, when it came down to checking out the boxes, North Carolina, it just it checked off every box. Uh, there were some schools that checked off good boxes, too, and stuff like that. But those schools were kind of far. Um, talking to my parents about it and, and 
with them. We figured out that was the best decision for me to make, and I couldn't go wrong with it. What other schools were really piquing your interest? Um, it was real tough not to go to LSU. Real tough not to go to LSU. And Ohio State, I, I really I really was, was – um, I had a good relationship with them, but they were recruiting – their recruiting class and stuff like that, and they didn't really go as planned for me. They got a couple of receivers 2020, and then they got a couple of 2021 before I made any decisions or stuff like that. And then, and then Florida, I was real, real big on Florida, and just worked out well for me at Chapel Hill. Speaking of that, you committed in early February. And remember talking to you after you actually made the commitment and you said that you actually made the decision on a visit because your mother kind of pulls you aside and was kind of talking to you about just the whole situation. Just explain to us just what kind of happened. How, what was it about that conversation? What did your mom say to you to kind of push you to make the commitment? Um, I was, well, I was doing a photo shoot. I was getting ready to take my pictures and like she told me to come here and she was just like, I mean, you act like this every time you come here, you happy, you love these people. They love me like, what you waiting on? And she just kept asking me that question. I was like, what you mean? She was like, what are you waiting on? I was like, I'm really not waiting on nothing. Like I was just, carrying and I was carrying the decision out but I mean really and truly I had my decision made and then that's when I made it official I told coach Galloway what it was and then went to the basketball game later that night got in the office coach Mac Brown and told him and that's that's when it was so it sounds like your mom was pretty high on UNC and wanted to keep you close was that is that true yeah yeah both of my parents were um that's that's really a, a main thing that kept me home, uh, not going too far, letting my family being able to see me play and uh, stuff like that. Gotcha. Don's got the next question. Yeah, well, actually <laughs> Ross does. But um, I remember that at Sam Howe's announcement, and you, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I never mentioned it since then. I kind of kept it in my back pocket. I said to you, I said, does this mean that you're going to end up in North Carolina? And you, you, actually, you told me yes. You said that, you know, that uh, you wanted to play with Sam. How much of an impact did Sam being at North Carolina, and then not only being at North Carolina, but just having this unbelievable freshman year play into your, uh, your decision? Um, throughout high school, Sam was like a real, real big brother to me. Um, uh, a lot of stuff people don't know about and stuff like that, but when he was when he was committed to Florida State, I felt like that's where I was going. Um, I just felt like wherever he was going, I, I thought I should go. Um, but I was young at the time, and I just I was just saying stuff. But it really worked out that way um, for him to decommit and go to North Carolina. Um, it opened my eyes up a little bit, and, and that's when I. I you know, made my decision. But for him for him to impact my decision, he he never like tried to recruit me, never 
never like tried to force my decision, never told me to come to North Carolina. He just wanted what was best for me. And of course he wanted me to come, but he never, he never like, you know, put anything in my ear or anything like that. He just, he, he said, make your own decision, uh, do what's best for you. He just wanted what's best for me. And, and that's what it was. But it, it definitely played a little bit into it, getting to play with my high school quarterback again, my big brother. You actually, if I remember correctly, um, were Sam's guest for his official visit to North Carolina. Is that right? Um, somewhat, yeah, I would say that. So what was that like kind of being, being able to basically go on an official visit before, um, before it was really your official visit? I mean, I was just, just seeing what it was like. I mean, I mean, it was his official visit, so it wasn't really like I, I got any any different. But actually, I wasn't even really around him a lot, his official visit, because it was, I mean, it was his visit. So, but just from what I did see, it was like, it looked like a great official visit. Um, definitely official visit that I that I was looking forward to and still looking forward to if we get, if we still get to take those. Uh, I think it's in December, but it was, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. When do you think you're going to actually be able to take your official visit considering what's going on with this coronavirus? I heard it was December, uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not really, really sure on that yet. What was it like having Sam as your high school quarterback? I mean, he was like a you know big time recruit and obviously really good. So it definitely helped what you could do on the field. You kind of give us some insight to having a that caliber of a guy as your quarterback. It's always good to have a quarterback like that. Um, and when I say like that, I mean, I really don't think you can find many like him. He's he's real different. Uh, I know I will never play with a quarterback like that again in my life. But just having him on your high school team, it was like, it was just different, yeah. real different. You know, like I couldn't, you can't really explain it. Like you just gotta be on that team. You gotta be around him to know like he the real deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, another thing about UNC's offense, I mean, it's a pass happy, you know, receiver friendly offense. What do you think about what, Phil Longo has done so far in the offense and kind of getting to kind of your role in that as well. I feel like it was just getting started with offense. Um, I feel like last year they only showed a little bit of what they can do. Coach, Coach Longo had a lot more, a lot more plays in the book that, he, that he's going to pull out this year. And I feel like it's going to be real successful at it. How do you see you fitting into to what they do? What have they told you about what your role will be? Uh, I'd probably be more versatile. I'll play inside and outside. That's because I um, I'll play both. Um, but I mean, I, I was planning on coming in there, like putting playing wherever they want me, learning all positions or whatever I need to do to get on the field. Have they given you like a particular wide receiver to watch and say this is this this is how we want to kind of use you? I know I've really been looking at Deami and Daz. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm not really a big guy like Bo, so I don't know, or, or you know what I mean, or a tight end. So I've just been looking at those two because I, I feel like those are the two positions I probably play the most. So, yeah, kind of a mix between, like you said, inside 
and but also some some slots or outside and some slot stuff as well mm. gotcha gotcha all right don you got anything the, yeah so the one thing that i think sticks out i mean obviously you know you have tons of talent um speed a good route runner great hands and everything but the thing i love about watching you play is you seem to when you are on the field truly enjoy the game like everybody enjoys it but you seem to have a lot of fun out there is that what's kind of your mentality when you're when you're on the field when i when i stop having fun with the game i won't play no more like i mean having fun and loving the game that's all it's about for me of course i got a mission to to play the game, there's a one or two to play the game, but I just like when I'm out there, it's, it's peace. Like being out there to run routes on people, being out there to play is just fun. And and it's 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 a sport that I didn't really get to play my whole life, so I, I feel like that plays a lot into it too. I didn't start playing football until I was in eighth grade. I was like maybe 13, 14 years old. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. And that's that's when it started, like, and then now you can't you can't take me away from football. So I mean, and talking talking junk just out there, having fun is just something I love to do. I love having fun. That that leads me to my next question <laughs> was the the trash talking, and I've told Ross before when we've talked about you is you kind of almost remind me of uh, Chad Johnson, Chad Otosinko, just how you. You talk a lot of trash. We can say talk. <laughs> we can say talking shit. I don't. Can we say that anyway? Yeah, say you talk a lot, but nobody on the, on the opposition ever takes offense. It's almost like a playful sort of thing. Like you keep it. You, you're not offensive with it. You keep it fun. You keep it competitive. It, what's nah. kind of? No, you don't think so. I get disrespectful real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe really? I haven't viewed those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep it. I you can, I keep it to you know. I don't get too get too loud with it or nothing, cause I, I if if it's personal, I'm gonna keep it between me and him. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna slide something in there to where he might get a little mad or whatever. But do you like research your opponents and try to find out you know what their girlfriends' names are or anything like oh. that? Nah, I ain't I ain't gonna get into that like that. I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk drunk on the field. Like if I catch it or they talking, <laughs> like, seven on seven tournaments, the worst. Like. Yes. People like real people don't really know me like that, but like I'm on Twitter <laughs> or whatever, and I see like highly ranked recruits or whatever. I want to go at their neck. Like <laughs> I want him in front of me. Like I want to. I want you. Got to show me you, you, you Bama worthy, you Clemson worthy, like you all that. Like nah, like, all that that really don't matter to me. And then on the real field. I mean, I don't, I don't really like saying too much to players. I start going on to the sideline with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Don't let me get on the sideline, I promise you. It's well, only- s- speaking of the seven-on-sevens, you know, because the season has been delayed, the North Carolina high school football season has been delayed to February, there's a lot of talk of seven-on-sevens of being pretty prominent this fall, including the Carolina Stars, which you're a part of. What can you tell us about how, much, how active are you going to be on the seven on seven circuit this this fall, I gotta sit down and have to talk to my parents about that. Uh, knowing me, I'm a I love playing seven on seven, so it's not like I'm gonna hesitate to be out there. 
I know Coach Boone, he's he's uh talking to me about it. We supposed to have practice this weekend or whatever. But there was like a fall league trying to get a couple tournaments in, like around the state, like a couple teams around the state or Virginia or whatever to come down and play us. Which which really is it ain't gonna make no difference to me. I mean I can't I can count on my hand how many times we've lost. <laughs> and that's not that's not many. So no, the stars are legit. Is Drake May the quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, this this leads to my next question. Kind of we'll close it out here. We appreciate you coming on, Gavin. But the twenty twenty one class, you're a big part of it. You were an early commitment. You're one of the in state four stars. What uh what are your general thoughts about the UNC's twenty twenty one class? I feel like we've got a chance to do something real special. Um, just because of the, the bond we got before we're going into Chapel Hill, just like knowing each other or like creating a little brotherhood before we get there. Uh, we're all like, I feel like we're all good. I feel like we all got got something special in our game that, that's going to that's gonna help us at Chapel Hill. That's going to, you know, put a, put an emphasis on the team to come in and make a difference, you know. How's that group chat? Who are some of the bigger personalities in that group chat y'all have? Most definitely Eli. Eli's different. <laughs> Eli's real different. And Keyshawn. Keyshawn's different too. It's more of the big, the big guys. Like Javari, Keyshawn, uh, Eli. Just them boys, they they tend to, to be a little different. What's, what, how is Eli different? Eli, he's just country, real country, which, I mean, that's that's no problem to me, but he's just real country out there in Tennessee. I think it's Tennessee. Yeah. He's he, he having a lot of fun. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Don, you got anything else? No, I just uh, really appreciate Gavin coming on today. For those who don't know, he's taking time between classes because I guess you were doing a lot of um, at home um, mm -hmm. mobile, mobile classes. So I appreciate you taking time between classes to do this. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Gavin. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right, Gavin, appreciate it. We'll be right back with more of the scoop. It's the NFL offseason, but on pick six, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, pick six has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Welcome back into the scoop. Hope you enjoyed that Gavin Blackwell interview. Thought he was good uh, as ex I don't know, as expected. I imagine. Uh, I think he was had a little, a little bit of a low energy, but maybe that's just who he is. 
No, I mean, he's usually a little bit higher energy, but I mean, like I said earlier, it's, it's in the morning. Yeah. And then also for him, I mean, he's taking classes. He's, yeah. He was doing it between classes. Um, so I'm sure that he has his mindset on academics. And so we got a little yeah. bit of the a- academic Gavin. You woke which, him up when we started talking about his uh, talking junk and stuff. Yeah, we probably should have started off with that. Yeah, that got him going. And a little bit behind the scenes for those who, who this, because it's obviously going to be on the cutting room floor, is that, I mean, we, we, we waited a little bit because his class ran a little bit longer than, than anticipated and we didn't know. Um, and so we, just when we were getting ready to start to do something different uh, in his absence, he came on, which was, which was great. So yeah. it's saved that was the awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have him at UNC to cover him. Uh, four-star wide receiver, Gavin Blackwell out of Charlotte, out of sun, a Charlotte area, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right how far, Charlotte. how far is uh, Indian trail from Charlotte, downtown Charlotte? I mean, um, okay. Sorry. I asked. I, well, I don't know exactly what constitutes, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it, we're, we're talking, it's, it's, in, it's in Union County and Union County is the next County is, is, is right next to, uh, Mecklenburg County. So, okay. I mean, it's, and some of that you're driving around and you're like, is this Charlotte? Is this what, what you know, what is what, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean so I guess I'm sorry. I confused you for a football <laughs> recruiting expert. Um, all right. Anything else we talk about? You want to do the QB thing on the scoop? You just want to skip that. I mean, basically Don kind of broke down the path of UNC's recruitment in the future for quarterbacks. You know, obviously Sam Howell right now, Jacoby Criswell is enrolled, Drake may, and the offers going out for the 2022 class, 2023 class. It's pretty interesting to see kind of what UNC and, and, and offensive coordinator Phil Longo is doing. Any comment on that, Don, just a brief kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, definitely check out the weekly scoop to get the details on it, but it gives you a good picture of just how North Carolina is going to proceed with the quarterback position, which is, for obvious reasons, a very unique position. You recruit it differently than what you recruit other positions. And, um, and just how that plan kind of aligns with the talent that the state of North Carolina has been producing at the quarterback position. And it also gives you a little bit of answers on, on what to expect for this class, particularly as it pertains to, you know, Gunnar Stockton, one of UNC's top um, 2022. And I said this class, I'm, I'm talking about the 22 class. Mm-hmm. Um, Gunnar Stockton committed to South Carolina last week and Ty Simpson, the other quarterback offer, he seems destined for a school like Tennessee or Clemson um, and, and not North Carolina. So, um, so yeah, so th- it gives you a great picture of just what, what's going on. So definitely, definitely check that out if you haven't awesome. already. Okay, we're going to get to a new segment now called Five Questions for Dawn to close out the podcast. A little kind of slower last couple of weeks in recruiting. We had the Gavin Blackwell interview. We're now going to do Five Questions with Dawn. But before that, I want to tease. I think we're going to do some Q&As here for both of us. Um, listener submitted Q and A's. If you have any off topic questions regarding Don or myself or just anything about our job, you know, not really UNC football recruiting, but anything you want to know about us or in our opinion on certain things, we're going to accept uh, questions from the listeners. Make Do sure we have you... limits on these questions? I mean, can they, they can be anything? It can literally be anything. And the weirder, the better you can email okay. Don at Don at inside Carolina, right.com. Don at, yes. Don yes. at InsideCarolina.com or uh, DM Don on IC or, uh, or, or add me on there as well or email us um, and we'll get those questions. Up. Well, they, gonna, can, they can also, they can email Ross, can they not? No, we'll just keep it with you. Probably, probably best there. Um, and then we'll go through them and pick a couple questions depending on 
news cycle and we'll do Q&A with Ross and Don. All right, but first, my five questions for Don. Don has not seen these. Oh, boy. A little off topic I'm here. scared. Have a, have I'm a little scared. Fun, okay? And she's honestly and quickly <laughs> – uh, and I don't want you to be thinking about it too much because I want okay. your initial idea. Okay. What's your favorite dessert? Oh, man. I guess um, it had to be – well – One dessert for the rest of your life. One dessert. Um, and we're considering donuts as a meal, right? If we're – Yeah, if I we're, think that's more of a uh, breakfast. Pastry. Okay. So, so donuts are a meal. So I got to go ice cream. I, I, what flavor? I, I like it. I like it all. Rocky Road. I like. Um, uh, yeah, I like actually. I, Rocky Road might be my favorite too. Well, I mean, I I like trying a lot of different things. I'm typically like very like whatever it is. This is what I like. You know what I mean? But with ice cream, I like to venture out. I like to get a little crazy. I like stuff with peanut butter in it, with chocolate. I like. Um, I mean, I'm I'm cool with you know those blizzards where you just get the different items thrown into it. Yeah. So I mean. Next time on the like man tower, cream. next time on the man tower, we should do an ice cream, um, like Sunday type deal. Okay, like a massive one, like comparative we'll, to like, the get, um, get like fudge, get whipped cream, get a couple toppings. This is M&Ms. this is starting to sound a little kinky, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Um, favorite all time food? One food for the rest of your life. Now this can be a meal, like you know, pasta would be a meal, burger would be a meal, hot dog, or it could be like, you know, whatever. Oh, like man. Philly steak, for example. Rest of your life, one. Thing rest of my life, life. Uh, man, I, so much. Um, I, I guess you know what? Yeah, I, let, let's go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a hoagie. All right, like a, like a, a sub, sub sub sandwich. A sub. We call it a hoagie in Philadelphia, but I'm talking about like a, an actual with with a ton of meat from. <laughs> A Philadelphia deli, not from like an Italian kind of hoagie. Yeah, Italian hoagie, um, you know, with capicola on it, with um, oil on it, with uh, mayonnaise on it, all that sort of stuff. But tons of meat to where when they cut it in half, you look at the side of it and you see tons of meat in there. That's that's what that's what I would do. Yeah, we'll jalapenos clip, we'll, on we'll, it. We'll clip that part out there. What? Jalapenos, uh, banana peppers, all that sort of stuff. That's all. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, that that'd be up there for me too. I love a good sandwich. All right, next question. What's the craziest thing that happened to you or that you saw growing up in Philly? I, That's like kind of like Philly related, I guess. I just have no concept my, of growing up um, in Philly. All right, so my baseball – it was my assistant baseball coach. Um, it was actually like uh, for whatever reason the head coach wasn't there and we had um, just a few of our teammates there. I saw him get, get beat with a bat. Oh, my God. So at the um, game, no, it was a practice. And oh, like yeah, I said, yeah. we, we had, um, we didn't have like a full squad there and it was just the assistant coach and can't remember the circumstances. There were a couple of kids who were not on the team, um, who were kind of starting, starting some mixing it up with some of the guys on our team before practice. It was a long time ago. I don't remember the details, but I remember they came, uh, the two guys came, grabbed the bats. Um, I ran. The players beat up the coach? No, no, no. These were just kids um, close to my age, which I was probably about middle school-ish at the time. Um, they came and they grabbed um, a couple of the bats um, and were kind of 
I guess yelling at coach. So I kind of was like, all right, time practice is over for me. <laughs> and so, um, I, you ran, you ran home to mommy. I, I ran home to mommy. I remember turning around though, and seeing the one guy with the bat swinging and hitting my coach. And then I just Jeez. kind of turned back and, uh, yeah, continued, continued Jeez on. Louise. And the crazy thing is the police came, even though you could see the two guys across the street kind of standing there. And for whatever reason, and I don't remember the details, but for whatever reason, there wasn't a whole lot the police could do. And, but I think maybe part of that was, I remember my coach said he did not want to press charges. So sounds like some police corruption there. All right. Um, I, your- I have another one. That's pretty crazy. Okay, let's go. All right. So I went to um, HR Edmonds elementary school and in Philadelphia, <laughs> most of the elementary schools go from kindergarten, to eighth grade. And there was a fight on one week where it was basically one guy and, and three guys kind of got involved and were fighting him. You know, it was between two guys and then two other guys jumped in sort of thing. So the guy who was, I guess, singled out or whatever, his best friend, his best friend's brother was in the Crips. So the next week the Crips came to, um, our school, which was pretty crazy. And, um, I mean, and, and it was, the crazy thing is, was like, any sort of weapon, like someone had a, had a pit bull. Um, among those weapons, I remember walking home that day and, from school, and I was with a buddy of mine who knew one of the guys who was in the Crips, and, he's, and I guess the police were coming, and he said, hey, can you guys hide something for me? And, and my friend was like, we don't want to be involved, yada, yada. He's like, no, 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 you know, no one will check you. And he pulls out, I swear to God, all right, you're not going to believe it. He pulled out a sword. <laughs> I don't know awesome. where he got it from and so I guess he gave it to my buddy and he threw it into a bush and we never saw it again but it was like an actual like long sword okay yeah I remember some middle school fights man uh in Greensboro they're crazy yeah I mean I went to a I mean it's not inner city school but I went to a school downtown Greensboro and there were some crazy I mean I, I remember my PE coach got hit in the face at like 7 a.m during mm. bus duty and like he had to leave but like, it was like coach Leitner got nailed in the face ours i remember a, fight. a lot of ours were um actually girls actually fought a lot yeah. more oh yeah out. those are the best ones <laughs> ah, it was dude it was crazy yeah and my brother was ahead of me so i'd hear about he'd always talk about the fights and then when i got there there were fights it's crazy and well the thing about the girls that i remember is that when there would be a fight in like a staged fight sort of thing like they were going to meet at the corner sort of thing like the girls would go to their friends and get rings. And so their hands would be full of rings, just, I guess, Jeez. for, yeah, it was, it was vicious. Yeah. I mean, that's classic, like nineties, you know, early two thousands, middle school. I'm mean, sure it was the same thing. I don't know if that happens now. It's probably not fights on Instagram or Twitter and TikTok fights. No, I mean, um, we don't, I mean, cause my kids are now in middle school. We don't hear about it so much. I mean, every once in a while. You're in suburbia. Fight. You're in suburbia. <laughs> yeah. But we have um, like uh, a lot of the problems that we, well, we hear about, like particularly on our kids' school bus, comes from Big Daddy's Trailer Park. It appears to be a trouble area for troubled youths. Jeez. So, okay. I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your favorite drink, non-alcoholic drink to enjoy? Like if you had one drink the rest of your life, non-alcoholic. You know, I have really, and this is, wasn't the case until maybe the past, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. I just, and this is going to be boring. Water. I just water just some with tons of ice i put a ton of ice ice all the way up 
and then fill it up, which obviously is not a whole lot of water, but obviously it melts with the ice and everything. And I just drink it all day long. If I am coming from a, um, a camp uh, and I just am just so incredibly thirsty or whatever, Gatorade. I'll Gatorade. Yeah, I'll grab a Gatorade. I predicted both your answers. Do you know right. what type of Gatorade that I like though? Purple. Nope. Blue. Green apple. Oh my Very gosh. hard to find. And weirdo. it's actually fairly new. Psycho. Endorsed right. by Peyton Manning. <laughs> okay. And last one. I feel like I'm getting all my good questions out in this first episode. Okay. <laughs> this is oh, God. All right. So if you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life on like a Saturday, you know, this is not formal. This is just Saturday. Hang out at the house. We have people around. Go me, give, give me from, from uh, head to toe what your outfit's going to be like on a, on a Saturday. Let's say the temperature is 65 degrees. It's a little cold, but not too cold, a little hot, not too hot. Yeah, I like to be comfortable. So okay. for one, it has to be gym shorts, you know, where I'm comfortable. And... Let's go head to toe. Okay. All right. Nothing on the head. <laughs> Don't like hats. I, I, I'll wear a visor for camps and stuff to keep the sun away, but that's just about it. Um, I guess for a shirt. I mean, I'm all about comfort. For, so whatever okay. is comfortable. So um, maybe a jersey, you know, but I mean, even a jersey is not so comfortable. So yeah, but I mean, definitely. All right. Phillies t-shirt or yeah, uh, Flyers, Flyers t-shirt. Okay. Flyers t-shirt. Okay. Maybe Phillies. Um, underwear? Definitely underwear. Uh, this is getting really creepy. I'm a boxer guy, but okay. uh, um, noted, noted by all women listeners. Okay, shorts. Yeah, just just regular uh, regular oh, regular gym shorts. Sorry, someone tried to call me. All right. Okay, and then what else? And I mean, I'm not. This this is this is important discussion right now. I feel like men should not wear flip-flops in public unless they're going to the beach or the pool. Okay. okay? So, so, you're, so you're thinking socks and tennis. I'm thinking socks. Yeah, socks. You know, although, you know, if I'm home, I'm not wearing anything. But, you know, feet are gross. Okay. Especially right. men's feet. We're going to move I mean? on. Awesome. <laughs> Good stuff, Don. Appreciate that. Um, that, was, that was five questions with Don. We hope you liked the Gavin Blackwell interview. We will probably take a week off next week too, uh, unless there's some big news. But it seems like it's kind of a slow period in UNC football recruiting. UNC has 16 commitments. Maybe get, what, two or three more, Don? Is that kind yeah. of what we think? Yep, that's what we're okay. thinking. So from now until December, which is the, the big signing day, uh, probably only two or three more. So really, we got to start doing uh, 22 stuff, I think, here in a little bit. Don, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, and the weekly scoop are slowly moving into that. You know, September yeah. 1st is actually a big day because that's when um, 22s can get more information, more contact from um, yeah. colleges. So maybe we'll do, coming up in the next couple of weeks, a, um, like a top targets for the 22 class, maybe like a top 10 type deal we can kind of run through because I, I don't know them at all. So okay. it'll be good for me. we got to educate you. Yeah, because I think we did that last year. I think we've done that every year, um, at least kind of to give start, a, start a, a preview of, of what's to come. Okay, that sounds good. All right, awesome, guys. Thanks for listening to Scoop. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.